This is Kyle. And this is Rich. Welcome to episode 25 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week it's Van Halen by Van Halen. Let's get into it. This week it's Van Halen by a different band. <laughs> what a strange, strange turn of events. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm fine, thank Good. you. Uh, I finished work on Friday, so no Woo! more Amazon for me. Um, and yeah, just, you know, obviously London, uh, England has gone into absolute chaos just before Christmas in typical yep. this government fashion in that they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. So I'm still hoping to go home on Tuesday, but who knows where I'll end up for Christmas. What about you? You okay? I'm all right, yeah. I similarly finished work on Friday. Yeah, lovely. Um, drove home for Christmas. Uh, so did now you listen to Driving Home for Christmas the whole time? Nice. I absolutely, well, not the whole time, but I did. That was the first song I put on. Perfect. My route home was awful and I had to take a big detour and like it was dark and I had no idea where I was and it was genuinely like top to toe in tailbacks and right. there were red lights all around. <laughs> wow. It was written so, for you, Rich. It was, yeah. Good. Uh, good. <laughs> Never has a song spoken to me quite so much. I was going to say it must be really strange for anyone listening to this because it is coming out on the fourteenth of January, and we're talking about ah. our pre-Christmas plans. Yeah, people but, are like, oh, stop it with Christmas now. Yeah, fuck, you're so early. Uh, yeah. Well, if if you don't like Christmas, if you're a Grinch or a humbug, then you can skip this bit. Yeah. Soz. Uh, but I mean, soz no soz. Soz no soz. That's the name of the episode. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, other than that, we, yeah, we've been listening to Van Halen, by Van Halen. We, we have, yeah. Which you, um, you knew most of, you told me, it turns out. I knew most of, yeah, I knew eight out of the 11 songs <laughs> on this album. Yep. Which is, yeah, it's a, quite a landslide. Uh-huh. Basically, because I had a Van Halen edition of Guitar Hero. Yeah. And obviously there's other bands on there, but there's, I think there were probably about 30 Van Halen songs on right. there. And... It wasn't. It was mostly greatest hits stuff, but mm-hmm. obviously there weren't eight singles from this album, no. so there was a lot of extra stuff on there. So I, I know a lot of their songs that aren't just greatest hits because I've okay. got their greatest hits um, as an album, and there's a lot of stuff on there that wasn't on the guitar, guitar hero. But then there's loads of stuff I know that's not on the greatest hits. So. Yeah. Between the two, I know quite a lot of their <laughs> songs, but I'd never actually listened to one no, of their albums. You don't know before. where they come so from is... in terms of the discography. No, exactly, yeah. I know that certain ones are David Lee Roth, and I know some certain ones are Sammy Hagar, yeah. but I, I wasn't really sure. And I knew David Lee Roth came first and then came back, but I wasn't really sure like what came from where. No, yeah. of course. I was going to say, is the... Um... The guitar hero uh, Van Halen is it is it all impossible to play? Like, is it just? Yeah, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah on like the expert, like yeah. doing. I mean, I was going to bring it up later, but the the adrenaline rush you used to get from doing eruption yeah. on expert level yeah. is just like, oh my god, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, uh, great. God, I love guitar hero so. Much. So, did you know much? Van Halen before this? No, I'm uh, ashamed to say I knew Eruption, as every guitar player mm. in the world knows Eruption. Um, yeah. And I think I know Jump, <laughs> which is not even right. anywhere near this album. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's it. Like, I think I must have known them peripherally, maybe again from a bit of Guitar Hero and obviously from like rock radio and those sorts of things. Yeah. But I'd certainly never listened to the songs on this album 
like were were foreign wow. to me. So um, cool. Yeah. So, I was so you didn't even it. you didn't know their Kinks cover? No. Before? Like that's the thing. No, I I didn't know. Ah. I think again, I think I knew peripherally that they'd done it, but I don't think. Yeah. I, if I ever think of it, I always just think of the Kinks version. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I would never have thought about, oh, yeah, there's that sweet Van Halen cover. Like, that would never have occurred to me. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. they've they've done some great covers. They did a really good cover of Pretty Woman. By oh, right, that sounds great. I'd like to hear that. Uh, okay, cool. Well, that's, that's interesting that you weren't... So you sort of... Obviously, you knew who Van Halen were and you knew who yeah. Eddie was mm-hmm. and things like that. But um, I'm glad that we're getting to talk about them so because when he died we were like oh should we yeah put an episode out but then even if we'd done that then it still wouldn't have been quite at the time and, no. and things like that so i'm glad that we're actually getting to talk about him quite soon yeah afterwards. not long after yeah me too because again yeah. we'll probably get into it but yeah like like you say we sort of had we would have had like two days to record an episode and it probably would have been a bit piecemeal and not very you know what i mean it would have been rushed and yeah, yeah it wouldn't have really have been the right way to do it, I guess. No, so it's nice to have, like you say, not long after we're still getting to do a proper episode on him and them, which is really cool. Um, so should we yes. talk a bit about them, I guess? Let's do it. Let's. Do they it. are a band. Whoa, uh, <laughs> where did you read that? Well, you know, I know things. <laughs> you have your sources. <laughs> so obviously they're named after Eddie and Alex, who what? are the brothers that formed the band. <laughs> I hadn't put that together. it was coincidence. Oh, man, what? And yeah, so... Eddie Van Halen was the guitarist. Although, did you see when they were growing up, Eddie tried to learn drums yeah. and wasn't very good at it. Yeah. And Alex was trying to learn guitar and was like, oh, maybe Eddie, you should try the, yeah. this guitar. Let's swap. And he's just like, yeah. oh, I am quite good at this. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and Alex was just like, yeah. so good. I can't remember if we discussed, we'll get it get it in early, but I can't remember if we discussed, mm. uh, actually, no, we'll talk about this later. Ignore me. We'll come back to that. Sorry. Edit that podcast well, out. Richard, keep going. That's exciting. I can't wait for that. <laughs> So this is their debut album. Yes. From 1978. They mm-hmm. formed four years before that. Yeah. Um, and they were sort of just doing the club circuit in LA. In LA yeah. They're from just outside LA in Pasadena. So yeah, they were sort of just doing the clubs and they Sunset just... Sunset Strip. They got seen by mm-hmm. some... Well, they, did, they were just fortunate on quite a few occasions, obviously. Um, so they did like a demo tape before this, which was financed by Gene Simmons. Yeah, I saw that? that. Yeah, and he tried to get it round, and sort of no one would buy. It, I saw, and then he had to like yeah. go off on tour with Kiss, and he sort of was like, "Soz guys, I'm I'm off with Kiss." Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll come back to you, I'm sure. Yeah, and then like sort of nothing came of it, and then yeah, two guys from Warner sort of heard caught wind as they you know as seemed to yeah. be the case back in the 70s and the 60s when people actually like wanted to buy music, and they yeah. like yeah, so they rocked up to the. I guess it would have been somewhere on the strip, right? The Whiskey A Go-Go or one of those sort of clubs. Yeah, I don't think it was Whiskey A Go-Go. It was the Starwood. The Starwood. Yeah. Yeah, so they played Whiskey A Go-Go. The guys from Warner had heard that that was a good show. So then they went to see them at the Starwood and were like, you should be signed by Warner because you are very good. (laughs) Did you see that that gig no one came to? Did you see the, the story about that? No, I didn't. Tell me more. Yeah, when the two Warner guys turned up, apparently Eddie said it was like a rainy Monday night and it was like, absolutely, there was no one there. Like, they, if it had been like two nights before or whatever, it would have been ramped. Yeah. But it, like, they were so good that even though the room was empty, they still were like, you should be signed. Yeah. Which is sort of yeah, a testament I mean, to what they were doing. You've got, you've got Eddie doing his thing and then David Lee Roth sort of acts and sings like he's been around for decades. Yeah. And it's their first album yeah like, it's crazy to yeah. think that he was probably like a 20 something yeah. kid mm-hmm. 
because he seems like an absolute veteran already. Yeah, it's like watching. It's like the same idea as like Freddie Mercury, like the sort of person that yeah. is like meant to be on stage from birth. Yeah. Like as soon as yeah. they're up there, you're like, oh, have you been doing it? Like, oh no, wait, you're only twenty. How the hell are you? What's going on? Like, how yeah. are you doing that? Yeah, it's mad. Have you ever heard David Lee Roth in an interview? No. Like, like more recently to now. No. Why? What is he? He's a. Uh, he's just a bit crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. He was on. I think he was on Mark Maron's podcast. Right. And Mark asked him a question, and then David Lee Roth just spoke for like an hour and a half. <laughs> And he was just sort of asking himself things and just he just went down this river of like consciousness and was just like, Where where are we now? When how do we get here? Wow, shit. That's like um yeah. watching Tommy uh Wiso 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 like watching mm-hmm. him be questioned in any he it's like he's just on yeah. his own he hears a question and then just does something else. Yeah, it's like yeah you, exactly. That, you've not answered remotely what he asked you. You're just talking about something <laughs> completely unrelated. I love it. I mean, for a debut, it's done pretty well, hasn't it, Kyle? Just a bit. I mean, they, their career yeah. seemed to go quite well after this. Warner were uh, were onto something when they thought they should be signed. Yes, they certainly were. Um, I saw that it was it was recorded in three weeks. Yep. <laughs> and it was just sort of stuff. They basically took their whole live show yeah. and they were like, that's probably enough for an album, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So I don't know if they wrote anything new specifically for the album. I don't. I didn't or, see I anything mean, either. No, and I think I read no. that that like something about their next like three albums. They never spent more mm. than like two weeks in the studio every time. Well, it would be like go on tour, come back two weeks in the studio, go back on tour, come back two weeks in yeah. the studio, and that was it. Like there was because they. I think they just did it all kind of live, you know, like kind of like Black Sabbath. Yeah. Where it's just like yeah, it, it out it in makes a couple sense. of days. Yeah, it does. Yeah. No um no Deftones or Mashuga for them then <laughs> yeah, spending a year six, doing the drums. Not six months learning to play the songs before you even yeah. start recording them. We've also not mentioned just quickly, we've not mentioned that the bassist is called Michael Anthony. Sorry, we've said everyone else's name but we forgot to say the bassist. That is true. Name. Sorry, Michael. Yes. Sorry, Michael. Yeah, so that was the lineup at this point. And yeah. that was generally their lineup um until David left in, in the 80s right yeah in the 80s yeah. 84 or something um, and then more recently who's Wolfgang is he Eddie's, Eddie's son Eddie's son oh he's Eddie's son yeah great yeah so yeah. Alex's nephew that's where Alex's I'm getting nephew. that from yeah so we've I mean we've discussed Wolfgang before because he played bass on Tremonti's debut album he did yes so he's been on the podcast before but yeah he took over I don't know I still couldn't find out why Michael Anthony left oh he, he was in the band till 2006 I guess he was oh, just okay. like I'm, you know I've I'm done this right. A long time. Yeah. Uh, in addition to his musical career, Anthony markets a line of hot sauces and related products. What a guy. So <laughs> There he is. There we go. He's busy with the hot sauce. No time for Van Halen. Yeah. Paul, Paul Newman's got hot sauces, hasn't he? Or like, he? Um, like bolognese sauces or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm going to have to check this out now. Yeah, do it. Quick tangent. You can get loads of different sauces. Oh, can I? <laughs> Balsamic vinegar, citrus juice, fish sauce, honey mustard, extra virgin olive oil, lemon Ooh. juice, lime juice, pumpkin seed oil. Oh. And right. it's just a, it's a lovely sort of drawing of him in amongst some vegetables. <laughs> I have to see this now. All profits to charity, Paul. What a guy. What a guy. Um, so, okay, well, we've gone heavily off topic, but did you see who they went on tour with following their debut album? Uh, I did. And it's gone. Journey? No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Journey, yeah. Yeah, Journey. And then they open for Sabbath as well. Sabbath, yeah. Can you imagine? That is a bit of a 
Not in a bad way, but that's a sort of a strange night, I think. What, Van Halen and then Black Sabbath? Yeah, there's just like, they're both kind of rocky, obviously, but I feel like they're like opposite energies. I feel like Van Halen yes. is like young, you know, fucking rah! And then Black Sabbath is like yeah. dong, dong. And it would be, <laughs> yeah. it would make for a very like whiplash of an evening, but. Like one is very American and yes. one is very British. When it was very from Birmingham. <laughs> very much <Yeah. laughs> from Birmingham. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd love to see it. God. Um, okay, so it did pretty well in the charts. Yes. Uh, although it's their only album that didn't get to the top 10. Oh, boo. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Uh, it got to 19 in the US oh. Billboard 200. Yeah. Um, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack was number one for about four months. Oh, at the Bee Gees. Was it just the, is that the Bee Gees? It's just the Bee Gees, right? Yeah, it's the Bee Gees, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe others, but mostly Bee Gees. Yeah. Um, and then it was number 34 in the UK because we're slightly worse. Yeah, always. ABBA was number one. Oh, well, spot. that's fine then. Don't worry about it. I'm absolutely fine with, with it. an album called The Album. <laughs> is that is that just the greatest hits? Or... I don't know. Is that because the White Album was taken by the Beatles? Oh, maybe, yeah. And they didn't want to... The Black Album they knew would be reserved yeah, for Yeah, exactly. They, they knew what was coming and they didn't dare 13 years later. Um, and it sold quite a lot. Just album. a couple. Just a couple... Just a couple of millions. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of their... I saw they're one of the only two... like Not two, sorry. They're one of the only like few rock bands to, that have two albums that have gone what's called Diamond, which is 10 million mm. of one record. I, I assume Metallica is another one. And Yeah, Metallica must have done it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so 10 million in the US, this, which is mental. 10 million in the US and around another million worldwide. Yeah. I was surprised that... It was 10 million in the US and only 100,000 in the UK. Yeah, me too. Like, that's quite a drop, isn't that's it? That's a huge gap, yeah. Like, yeah, not even, that's gold in the UK, yeah, but it's not even close to, you know, what yeah. we normally kind of see. They're normally quite close-ish, I suppose, aren't they? Like, obviously the US yeah. is a bit more, but there's never a gap of 9,900,000. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that was as of 1996, so that was 24 years ago. Yeah. So... Could have sold a couple more by then. I okay. <laughs> just wanted to literally a couple more. Ten million and two. It's now sold eleven million and two. <laughs> oh, Up to date figures would suggest. So I want to talk about Eddie. Obviously, before we get into the songs. Yes, let's. It's so easy to forget that he's not actually the frontman of this band, yes. isn't it? Like I... you listen to this stuff and you're and you're like, oh, Eddie, you're so cool, and then you're like, but that's not Eddie singing. Yeah, this is weird. Like yeah. you just sort of imagine he's the face of it. Yeah, because it's him, because it's his name, and like you just like see all those images of him on stage. And he's like always smiling. He's always got that like his signature guitars and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, you just sort of not that Dave Lee Roth isn't a presence in himself, but you just sort of just think Van Halen is Eddie. Yeah, I so there's a part halfway through my notes which was still like my fourth or fifth listen. I think I got about five or six songs in, and I, I'm literally there's a note halfway down that just says. I've just realised I'm only listening to Eddie and I'm not paying any attention <laughs> to the rest of the band. All of my notes are just like, oh, Eddie's guitar's great. Listen to that guitar. And then I was like, I need to go back to the start and actually make notes on the whole song because yes, I'm not Van doing Hayden, anything. Not just Eddie Van Exactly, Hayden. yeah. And, I, and like you say, it's just, it's almost impossible not to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's oh, such totally. a presence, even on record, even when you're not seeing him. It's like, mm. you're just drawn into everything he's doing and you're like, and I felt really bad because obviously I went back and I've like paid properly attention. I was like, oh, everyone in this band is fucking great. But yeah, you're right. It's There's something about Eddie's just being that's like, mm. it's just hard to like look away from him, even when the rest of the band is as good as they are. Yeah. Like his guitar is almost a front and center, like 
more so than the vocals yeah to me like like yeah as you say like you're listening to it and you're listening to what he's doing rather than a singer because it's almost like his guitar playing is sort of the the vocals of the music yeah yeah it's like if i was at a gig i imagine i would spend the whole gig staring straight at him and i wouldn't look anywhere Mm. else you know what i mean definitely and so on record it's the same thing i'm just like you know closing my eyes and i'm like what's the guitar doing what's the guitar doing yeah and it's not fair and what it is doing is is uh inventing new ways of playing exactly at the age of 23 mind you this this boy was fucking 23 years old is that how old he was yeah 55 he was born yeah is he genuinely credited with inventing tapping no so he is by people that don't know (laughs) better right To put it meanly, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff around where people are like, oh, Eddie, invent, like, no one was doing that before him. But yeah. there's a, like, if you go on, I, I made sure to look, I've got the page open in front of me now. Um, it yeah. says on his Wikipedia page, like, he he popularized, like, the idea on an electric yeah. guitar, I think, of, like, the diddle 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 that sort of thing. Yeah. But the technique of using two hands is not something that he was the first person to do. It goes back yeah. to, there was apparently, like, a prodigy violin guitarist in the 1700s mm. who like you know some of his pieces would have tapping on the guitar Excellent. yeah so it's been around for a long time obviously that video i just showed you of uh roy smick yes. <laughs> absolutely shredding yeah. on a ukulele and then tapping on a ukulele that was from the 30s yeah. so yeah um so yeah it's been around but i think he was the first person to get distortion and like write specific parts that are like dilla, 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 dilla. there's so many things in his playing that you're just like yeah obviously with the tapping but just like the way he uses tremolo arm as well. Yeah. It's like, I can't picture, obviously I can picture other people doing it, but if I hear that noise, I just think, oh, that's Eddie. Yeah. It, I mean, it is. Um, I think he was the, like, that sound, I feel like, we'll, we'll probably talk yeah. about it as the album goes on, but I feel like listening to this album made me realise that every guitarist that I sort of really like or like really admire is just stolen straight from Eddie Van Halen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you think of like, there's a song right in the middle that we'll talk about, but sounds exactly like a Joe Satriani song. And I've realised that Joe Satriani... Is there? Yeah. And I feel like... I mean, there's no shame in it because Eddie's such a great player, but you can tell that when mm. he appeared on the scene, I think every other guitarist, rock guitarist, must have like tried to emulate yeah. him. And it became like yeah. Joe Satriani, and Joe Satriani taught Steve Vai, and Joe Satriani taught and Kirk taught Hammett. Kirk exactly. Hammett. Yeah. yeah. So that like passes it on. Steve Vai is now obviously one of the most renowned guitarists on earth. And, you know, yeah. and Paul Gilbert grew up and he started playing guitar because he listened to Joe Satriani and it's passed yeah. down again. And all of them are just, anytime you hear, woo, and yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah. they obviously, they listen to Van Halen. Also, I know it's not on this album, but have you ever heard the song Pound Cake by Van Halen? No. I guess not. No. Um, so he uses like an electric drill on his guitar oh, strings okay. to get this sound. Yeah. So have you seen him do that? No. Well, I've seen, so again, so Paul Gilbert in Racer X did that same oh. thing and he obviously just stole it from Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Racer, Racer X used to do a thing where like, they'd all come out with their drills and go. But oh, right. now I know that Eddie just did it first, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's. Should we just get into it? Yeah, we should. I was just gonna say it's shit that he died. God damn it! It is shit that he died. What a crap year! What a crap fucking year! Right. Track listing is as follows. Go. Running with the devil. Eruption. You really got me. Ain't talking about love. I'm the one. Jamie's crying. Atomic Punk, Feel Your Love Tonight, Little Dreamer, Ice Cream Man, and On Fire. It is. So let's start Lovely. with Running With The Devil. 35 minutes. 35 yes, minutes. Yes, Running With The Devil. Um, oh, I just want to go back to what we were saying about his playing yep. before we get into song specifics. I found a cool quote from him from an interview Yeah. where he was like talking about, 
I think they were just asking him like how he invented his style. Mm -hmm. And his, I guess, pretty modest answer was, I tried playing exactly like some people, but I just couldn't. I think that's how my style developed out of the mere fact I couldn't play like someone else. I had to do something. I had to come up with something myself. I always still look at myself like a kid looking at these guys like they're big. I just don't look at myself as equal to them. Ridiculous. I mean... <laughs> yes, it is ridiculous. so nice. Isn't it? Okay, yeah, so running with the devil. Yep. It's got that sort of... I didn't even know what that noise is at the oh, beginning. Oh, so I looked it up. I was going to say, did you look it up? Apparently it's a sample of each of the band members' car horns. <laughs> uh, yeah, that they then connected to a foot switch and it's like slowed down and faded in. So it's just all of their car horns going... Like, Wow. Which now you and know then, it, the next time you listen to it, you'll be like, oh yeah, it is four yeah. car horns. And then Mark just going, bam, yeah. bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God. he's uh, Again, I'll say it up top because it took me so long to actually listen to the rest of the band. They're all brilliant. Mm-hmm. Michael Anthony and uh, Alex Van Halen are fucking great. Yeah. Before, they are, yes. Before I get carried away talking about Eddie constantly, like, it should be well known that the whole band is great. He's got that, like, yeah. really geezer butler thing to me, that really, like, he holds it down, mm-hmm. the rin din 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 with, like, the rin-din-din, yeah. like, that sort of stuff. But then he does, like, a lot of just stabs as well, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? He's got, yeah, he's well, just... Well, like, like the intro to this, yeah. yeah. And he just fits in the pocket, like, you know, he knows when to give it some... But then he's also like, oh, this spot on is what it is and what do you think of david lee roth as a frontman so i again i think in my head having not heard van halen i thought that it was going to be like the birth of sort of the hair metal not like Mm -hmm. exactly the same but i thought it must have come from this and so i thought the whole album he was going to be like wow like that yeah and he's not and it's great i really like it like he's like when he he first came in and he was just like normal i was like oh and then every now and then he'll just go ah like that but I was yeah, occasionally he would like go up like five octaves yeah, and just, just go. Yeah, 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 for no reason. But I thought the whole album was yeah. going to be like that. And I was a bit like, I don't necessarily like that very much. Um, yeah. And I was a bit tentative. But yeah, it's, it's, he's fucking great. He absolutely kills it. Just the right amount of was Yes, perfect <laughs> amount. Uh, so just for your knowledge, Jump is Sammy Hagar. Yes. So that's I, I, from I, the I album 1984. Yeah, when it when it had tipped and, yeah. and he was in the band yeah. like Hot for Teacher is on that album as well I think okay. so that's all Sammy got you up until that point does he sound the same David has Lee he off. got the same kind of voice um how does Jump go um Jump for your love <laughs> <laughs> like that uh doesn't though does it <laughs> no, that's what I I've confused you now I agree like you sort of think they're going to be hair metal yes but Neither of those singers are like, no. like that sort of screamy, like um, what like Twisted Sisters. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Voice are they? No, and I'm very glad for it. I mean, I presume if he's yeah. in the band, like, and they were going to play all these old songs, no one wants him mm-hmm. to be like wah wah wah, like because then it wouldn't sound no. anything like David Lee Roth. So, no, exactly, I would presume yeah. he was going to uh, sound quite similar. Can I quickly ask? I remember reading a long time ago, before I even listened to this album, that uh, Eddie hated the fact that the guitar is panned entirely to the left. Uh, ah, interesting. Yeah, uh, I remember the interview. He said that in like in his idea, in his mind, if you were in a car and the left speaker was blown, there would be no guitar on the whole album, and it would just yeah, be bass and that. drums. Yeah, exactly. And then like, what are you listening to without that guitar? And so yeah. I remember him. I just remember reading that and thinking, oh, that's weird that they panned it all the way left. And then as soon as I put the album mm. on, I was like, oh, there it is, entirely to the left. Like, yeah, and it's I mean, strange. But yeah. then there's certain songs that have got like really 
not subtly done yes. overdubs, yeah. which are all on the right. Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, like I understand why. It's because he is a force of nature and they obviously wanted him, his end, like, you know, they've like one side yeah. dedicated to that sound. But yeah. I do agree with him that like you would be fucked because if it wasn't there, like what would you be listening to? Um, and yeah, and then I agree with you. When those overdubs come in, it's very, <laughs> it's not exactly... You know, under no, the radar, I mean, it's, it's is not it? greatly produced, is it? No, not particularly. I mean, again, they they recorded it in two weeks or whatever. So, but yeah, I mean, in terms of this song, it's fucking great. It is good, isn't it? It's quite, uh, it's quite simple. Yeah, like the riff, and I mean, a lot of these songs actually are like structurally, and like the riff in "Running with the Devil." There's nothing too crazy about it until it gets into the solo. Yeah, and I, I feel like, like it's not maximum david lee roth it's not maximum eddie yeah it's almost like a warm-up song yeah absolutely Um, but it it is fantastic yeah it's got a thing that becomes a theme of the album which like you say is his riffs he quite likes to do like a da da and then like a big ringing chord that sort of thing you know like like you say the verses are normally quite like chordy with like like maybe some picking and some like and then between the chords there'll be like a da da and then obviously he he is like um thingy Doctor No, I guess, which might be where he got it from. Yeah. He's prone to just yeah. being like, like just in the middle of a bar. Like, yeah. it's so great to just listen out for. Oh, Eddie's just gone off on one again. Um, but yeah, I think it's because it's live. Like the way they, I love the fact that it's not. Like I remember again reading in the same interview that Eddie didn't like overdubs, so like he liked to mm-hmm. just play live, which is why all of his solos for the most part are on the same track in the left ear and it doesn't like yeah. a big rhythm section doesn't come in while he does a solo down the middle it's just yeah. like there's the rhythm oh he's doing a solo back to the rhythm you know what i mean in yeah. one take um because it's the same on beat it which is you know where most people probably first maybe heard eddie van halen if they weren't like you know big on rock music because he yeah um, and that's the same thing like the guitar solo comes in and it's like the only thing on the track you know what i mean it's like because he mm. just did it on yeah. the spot and yeah like i love that sound i don't i the bits on the album that are the weirdest are when these strange overdubs come in for no yeah. no kind of reason. Like the one in this, that kind of thing. It's just yeah. like out of nowhere in the right ear, really loud. Like really, really yeah, loud. It, it's very strange. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, the solos sound great. Oh, yeah. And like on, on this, which is similar to some of the other songs, he does the same solo twice mm-hmm. in this song, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, as you say, it just comes organically out of that track, and it's not like the the rhythm just keeps going. Yeah, like the rhythm guitar keeps going, yeah. and then this solo happens, which I think happens a lot on a lot of metal bands. Yeah, now. absolutely, that would happen. Um, but it's just him playing the whole song in one, in one go, take, and then yeah. all you can hear underneath is the bass, mm. which is just such a nice sound. It's a great sound, and it's like it's exactly what you'd be hearing on stage if they don't have a second guitar player. So like, exactly, it's yeah. weird on a record when you've got one guitar player and all of a sudden it's like dun 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 dun, dun underneath. It's like yeah. you can't yeah. do that live. Like you're on your own. Like and yeah, that, especially he, at this point. Like when you're one album in. I mean, obviously they did a lot at this point, but. When you're young and you're still like a touring band, you're not going to have live, like just surplus live musicians. No. It's just you and your band. Yeah, in a van, like, you know, trying to do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I know that um, David Lee Roth played guitar on Ice Cream Man. He so did. maybe he sometimes played a bit Electric on guitar. stage. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe Eddie wouldn't let him because he's too fucking great. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> you can, <laughs> but you got to play next to me. Yeah, exactly. He's like, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Everybody's already looking at you. Eruption. I mean, is what the... can we say about eruption? Exactly. That's the that's my first note. Like, what's the point? Like, 
It's it's just a two minute guitar solo. Yeah. Which you're a 23 year old and you're just going. This is the second song on your debut album <laughs> at the age of 23. Yeah. And you're like, here I am. I've arrived. <laughs> yeah. I'm the best in the world. Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's it's 42 years old. This song. Mm-hmm. And it still sounds fresh as they come. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't... There's just... It's man, It's mental that it's just how good it sounds. How great. Yeah. It's just timeless. It's it's mm. insane. And I love that it's... Like, well, going back to Joe Satriani, obviously, like, a lot of his stuff is quite instrumental. Yes. His music, rather than sung or anything. But they... So that they are effectively, like, four-minute just him soloing yeah but there's a full band underneath the yeah. whole time whereas this it's just got like the the kickoff with the drums and bass yeah, yeah. and then it's literally just eddie for two minutes just yeah just going for it oh it's great yeah. this is when so there's a couple of notes about eddie again from that total guitar interview i remember mm. the did you read um back in the day like when when they were sort of before they were famous and then when they'd first gotten famous and this came out, he used to hide the tapping. So like, apparently when he was doing it on stage, he used to turn around so no one could see what he was doing. So like <laughs> like to keep it secret how he was making the noise. Wow, that's which is, weird. Exactly, yeah, which is just great. And then and this was the point, as you mentioned earlier, that I like realised he was doing like dive bombs, like the woo! Yeah. And like, but yeah. he's not got the Floyd Rose, the floating bridge that loads of modern metal players no. have. Which like locks your strings in tune. He's just on a regular Stratocaster. Mm. Well, he's like Frank. So he's Strat. completely like messing it up. Well, that's the thing. So I was like, how is he doing that? Because every solo he does it, and I know that they were played live, and his guitar doesn't go out of tune. So mm. there must be something to do it. And I found a great interview with him that I might link in the description from Louder Please Sound, do. which is an interview from like 1978. This guy went to his house after the album came out, and he asked him yeah. in the interview. He said, "How the hell do you keep your guitar in tune?" With all the shit that you're doing. And Eddie answered, uh, I'll, I'll just read like bits of his answer. So yeah. he said, he said, that's very tricky. And so far I haven't told or shown anybody, which is another thing. He wants to keep it a secret. Yeah. But he said, um, there's basically four or five different things that you have to do. Uh, a lot of people just grab the bar and expect it to stay in tune. Um, he said, so what you have to do is before you come back with a full chord, you have to stretch your left hand to pop it back. Without picking the string, you just grab the string and jerk it real quick so it pops back to where it was before you did the dive bomb. <laughs> so every time you hear him do it, like he, that is what he's doing. He's like throwing the string back into place as he releases That's the strange. I know, but like, how is he doing that? How did he figure out That's how also, to do that? That answer makes it sound like. Oh wow, that sounds amazing! But he's also not really—he's still not really telling. No, absolutely what he's doing. not. Yeah, like that doesn't answer the question. No, there's no video of him. Like, watch this. He's just like, yeah, yeah you throw your hand off a bit because he doesn't want. I mean, it makes sense. He'd literally invented a thing, like you know. What I really like about uh, Eruption is that it's quite because there's no drums. Like, you can't really count like bars or anything yes. in it. But if you do, or if you like try and count sections. It's actually quite an untamed like piece. Yeah. Like he's just like doing one thing, and there's a bit, um, like and then he sort of stops, and then it comes back in. Yeah. And he's doing a thing, and he does three rounds of it, and then when it sounds like he's going for the fourth one, which you'd expect, he just starts doing something else. Yeah. So it's just, it's almost like he's like doing something, and he's like, I'm gonna wait, but that could work, and then he yeah. just goes <laughs> off goes on another tangent. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. But it is. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? It, it certainly is. Uh, you really got me? <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. So this is the first of two covers on this album. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great song. It's a great song. To begin it? with, yeah. isn't it? It is. Like it's, again, it's quite a simple song, mm-hmm. which is obviously the original, not theirs. But it's, yeah, it just sounds super cool with their sound and with David singing. It just, just really works. Yeah. Eddie's doing the like, da, 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 like some, you know, some little, woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That wasn't in the Kings version. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, and then there's a fucking ripping solo in the middle of it, which definitely wasn't in the King's yeah. version. No, so. I feel like this is one of those covers where it's a cover, but it it feels like the version. Yeah, like I'm maybe just to me because I knew this one probably like I knew it was a cover, but I I know this one a lot better than I know the King's version. Uh, yeah, but I feel like it's it's a bit like with Hendrix's. Uh, cover of all, all along the watchtower yeah. like, yes it's a cover but like this is the one that people yeah. love i mean even dylan yeah. it's like her isn't it dylan was like yeah that's that's not mine anymore the same as uh yeah. trent about her yeah i love what how do you reckon he makes that noise of like he's like making his guitar like squeal yeah at the time isn't he is it yeah. just lots of pinch harmonics it must just be like, no it's wah, like wah, wah, wah. yeah i think that's pinch harmonics i think the thing he does, like the the really high dive bummy thing that like Dimebag Daryl does and Joe Satriani does, is like a I think it's a natural harmonic, but you do it mm-hmm. not on one of the normal frets, so not on like seven or twelve. You yeah. do it on like five or two, which makes that mm-hmm. that really high wow yeah. noise. But I don't know how he does it so fast in the middle of playing things. That absolutely baffles me. No, because you've got to hit it just in the right human. spot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and talking about love. Yeah, so th- this was the first Van Halen song I ever heard. Okay. This was on one of those um, Sainsbury's compilation CDs. <laughs> that I okay. Um, I genuinely think it opened with Ace of Spades, Paranoid, and then this song. Ooh. And I was just like, this is good, this is good, this is good. <laughs> I like this. What are these Thanks bands? Sainsbury's. And give me more. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's sort of something about this song for me because it's the first one I heard. Yeah. So to me, it feels like one of the massive ones, but I don't know if it actually is. No, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a great song. I love that. This has got that, like, I think the first full example of his, like, phase tone when he's, I think he released yeah. the phase pedal, like a, a signature yeah. phase pedal because it's such a, a great sound. But that intro mm-hmm. of the, like, ding, 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 like, you know, that picked up yeah. edgy phase is a great noise. It's just great. It is. And I, I really like how you've got that, that main riff in the intro and then the riff in the verse, and then the riff in the chorus, and they're all basically just that same riff, yeah. but just different variations of like simplicity on yeah. that riff. Yeah, strums or big like some chugs. of them are literally just like yeah. strummed a a minor, and some of them are picked a minor. And yeah, so, some are just half of the picking. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Isn't it, it is. Yeah, they, they don't change, do they? It's the the chords no. are literally the same for both parts. Yeah, it's well, I like I read the. Um, David Lee Roth was really was really happy, or you know, wanted them to have that sort of pop feel if that makes sense you know mm-hmm. what i mean and they i think they marry the sensibilities like yeah. spot on you know like the songs are all three minutes they've got quite simple chord structures yeah but then yeah but then you just also there's, have... there's nothing too crazy going on lyrically no but then but and they've got loads of loads of like pop harmonies like oohs yeah. and ahs and like backing vocals on every oh, chorus yeah. all over the shop and then it's just yeah. that you also happen to have eddie van halen who's and then, i mean this this ends with that sort of like massive like chanting yeah ending as well like it's just it's quite poppy and it's quite like perfect for a live show yeah and and then it's got the the acoustic verse as well yes like the third verse that goes really quiet like the dynamics and stuff between that and then 
when it like you got the stabs of when he's saying um you got to bleed for it yeah it's just a bow bow like it's so cool yeah how, how quiet it goes and then that- how like big it goes yeah that's such a pop thing isn't it to like come down yeah. come down from it and then bring it back in yeah absolutely mm. this has got another overdub as well the old guitar where you can like yeah hear him playing it originally in the left ear and for some reason they were like let's do that again in the right ear it's like why yeah it doesn't add anything to Strange. the song you don't need to no it doesn't no i always think um that sort of plunging like the dive bomby tremolo sound it always sounds like a motorbike to me yeah i think that's how i don't know how uh, familiar you are with Bow of Hell by Meatloaf not hugely no okay well there's a bit in the middle where there's like what sounds like a motorbike revving up um, mm-hmm. and it's literally just a guy on the guitar the, st- the story oh. on the old classic rock like making of was that they were like we really need a motorbike sound here and the guy was like yeah give me five minutes and he just walked into the room with his amp and just went <laughs> and it's just him like messing with the tremolo like <laughs> so guitars are weird oh, strange yeah you can do whatever you want with them so my first note on i'm the one is just that riff that, exclamation mark this fucking song is incredible yes it is i uh i after listening to it so many times this week i had to go on youtube and see if someone had an isolated guitar track and there is one. Oh, right. So you can listen to just, just Eddie's playing. And it's like, Interesting. Ooh, it's so worth doing if you're remotely interested in guitar playing in any way. Yeah. Because listening to what yeah. he's doing in one take on this song. It's incredible, isn't it? Because he's got that that really crazy, like, the very first bit of the intro. Yeah. And then he just, like, completely, like, descends out of that and then gets into the main riff. Yeah. Which is still pretty amazing. Yep. Like, the diddly 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 like. Yeah, like it's a lot more simple and a lot more sort of like bluesy and stuff, but yeah. it's still a really cool riff. It is great, and I mean, I mean, yeah, and it ends before the first verse. It ends with like a dilla 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 where, like you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not exactly it's yeah. like simple just because it's a bit bluesy. And then yeah. it's just the whole song has got that shuffle, dun 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 like that, and he just and yeah. it's relentless for like three minutes. And it's so fast. It like I've been trying to play it all week because it's so hard, <laughs> and I can't like I can't get it to sound anything like he sounds. You know what I mean? Like I know no. how I can. I've learned. I know the chords. I know the parts, but it still doesn't sound like him. Songs like this and Atomic Punk, they're almost like no, not Atomic Punk. That's just got the word in it. I was going to say it feels quite punky. This song, yeah, because it's so fast and like the vocals in the first verse. He literally like he's like. He's just getting through the first line. As soon as the first line finishes, he's going through the second line. It's not like measured yeah. melody. He's just like going through, like almost just like shouting out these yeah. long. And yeah, just as you say, like the beat of it, how fast the guitar is. Like you can sort of imagine. I don't know. I can imagine Bad Brains doing this. Or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Except my, maybe I don't know. I was going to say without, but like Doctor No would probably do the dun 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 like yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what he do. He was. Van Halen were one of the bands that he was heavily into before they recorded. I mean, you can hear it. Um, Eye against eye, all the yeah, way through. Really in, in, if I listen it, yeah. back to Bad Brains now, I'd be like, "Oh, there's Eddie. There's Eddie. There's Eddie." Yeah. Exactly, if you yeah. if you want the Satriani link, by the way, do you know Satch Boogie by Satriani? I sort of know the song. I don't know. That it's got. Well. It's just I got the same. It's got the same shuffle. And you're like, I mean, let's just listen to the intro of it and tell me it's not just Eddie Van Halen. Every part of it is like something Eddie Van Halen would do. That's why I know that. That was on the Van Halen Guitar Hero. Oh. That song. Exactly. I mean, Probably because they were like, 
it's basically it's him. It's basically it a Van Halen song. Yeah, the guitar solo in it, the that intro part is like, dan, 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 which is yeah. just from this song. Like, that whole show, yeah, that whole song, now that I think about it, is just an Eddie Van Halen song. There's a bit in the middle that's all tapped. That's dillin, 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 dillin. Yeah. And when's that from? It's 80-something, 6, 88, I don't know. So it is afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, this was the one, This the, on my first listen through when I got to this song, I was like, oh, this is mm. where all of that shredding, melodic, like, instrumental guitarist stuff came from. Yeah. Because I don't think it existed yeah. before, Eddie Van. I don't think there were any Joe Satriani type, like you say, four-minute instrumental no. guitar only. I don't think those bands existed before. No, I don't think so. And after Eddie... Because I, I think because... Obviously, there were phenomenal guitar players yeah, before oh, yeah. this, but but there weren't people telling like a story and being like emotive mm-hmm. with their guitar and like doing so many different things and different tempos in the same way that he was. Yeah. Obviously, if if I'm mistaken, then no, then I mean I agree. But... I'm no, I'm exactly the same as you. I think so. I can't think of like a band pre sort of Joe Satriani, you know, Steve Vai, hmm. that sort of thing, where it would have just been drums and bass underneath a guy doing like the melody but on a guitar and then a guitar yeah. solo and then more melody i don't think that type of music you know what i mean i mean apart no. from obviously like classical music like classical guitar music well yeah but i but mean yeah exactly yeah but i mean like your sort of shreddy guitar you know distortion and stuff mm. yeah and i feel like all of those people just listened to eddie and went oh let's do that but without the singer yeah also this song has got the first or maybe not the first but one of the points where you go, oh, they've got some really amazing backing vocal arrangements in this album. Yes. Yes. Like Eddie and... Michael. Doing yeah. backing vocals. Like the harmonies they produce yeah. and just like the parts they put in are so nice. Yeah. That bloody... So great. The and then... Do what bit in the middle. The yeah. Should do be. like, what? <laughs> and it's yeah. straight and out of comes his... straight out of the solo. Which is... <laughs> and the solo in this song is fucking great. I know I'm yeah, going to say that every time he solos because it always is true. But yeah, like he does a shredding solo and then it just stops dead. And they're like, <laughs> it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so great. Oh, so good. The, the one thing about this song that I do find a bit funny and it always makes me think like, was David Lee Roth actually like a, a 50 year old veteran in disguise? It's because <laughs> he said in the second verse, he goes, look at all these little kids taking care of the music biz don't their business take good care of me? It's like, well, when you've written this song, you probably haven't even released this yeah. album yet. <laughs> yeah, singing that on stage. I don't think it's taking care of you yet. No, you're like 20 years old. Yeah, that, that's something that you'd sing on like your sixth album when you're like yeah. a multi-millionaire. Yeah, and you're sick of it, yeah. Okay, and then we get into a sort of more emotive, like crying guitar, yeah. Jamie's crying. Yeah. What effects do you reckon he's using? I mean, I guess. I know you've said about phases. I think and it things, must be but... phases, but yeah, but I, I'm not sure about everything else because there's quite a few. Throughout the album, there's lots of different weird. Mm-hmm. He makes some very odd noises, but. He does. I don't know what sort of setup he had. And his guitar is like cobbled together from loads of. You see, it's called the Frankenstrat because it's like, yeah. cause it's like <laughs> yeah. just loads of bits and pieces from other guitars. So maybe, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe the natural tone of that guitar is just mental. Mm. But yeah, I don't know, yeah, but it's, it's great. The riff in this is fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. It's very bluesy as well, like uh-huh. quite jazzy, quite bluesy. Yeah. I mean, I think there's sort of the, from here onwards, there's a lot of that, isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Like this, the second half of this album's definitely got 
more of that sort of aspect, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would completely agree with you. This is another one where the chords don't change between the verse and the chorus. It's just the exact same. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. This also has yeah. um, the thing we love, the sort of what we've become to call the zero chance thing, where yeah. there's no pre-chorus the first time round, but then there's a pre-chorus the second time, and it's fucking yeah. great, and I love it. Yes, and it just lifts it before that second chorus. Oh, it's cool. yeah, it really does. Yeah, I really like the bass in this song as well. Yes, like it's just sort of it's just there. It's just doing those like stabs, and then when it needs to, like the din 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 din. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just great. Like yeah. he's not doing anything that's really drawing attention to him, but it's such a good part of yeah. the album. It is. Yeah, he, he's yeah. really good at like the walking, that walking baseline, which is kind of a thing that Paul McCartney's really good at as well. Where, like you say, they're mm. kind of on the chord, but then maybe between the chords is like just a little run dun dun and and it's just always yeah. exactly what you need. You know what I mean? It doesn't step yeah. on anyone's toes, but it's just ooh. Sat right there. There's a song that I'll bring up both that bass and the fact that you've said Paul McCartney, I'm going to bring both of those things up in a couple of songs' time. Dun, dun, dun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has got another weird overdub. Yeah. That's just like, what? what is this? I know. Come on, Come on, you don't need it. Anything else to say about this song? No, I, I, it's just a cool... It's, it's a, good, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Okay, and then we just get into some... Some Tom Morello madness is what I've written. It's just yeah. like, what is he? Yeah. What noise is that? Is that just like loads of phaser and just like scratching? I think so. On, it must be like his pit. Like on, yeah. yeah but he's not actually on a fret, I guess. No, he's I like don't think so. Just it's, covering it. Yeah, yeah, probably down by the, literally just quick, 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 like that sort of. Yeah, so cool. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, this song's pretty full on as well. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it really is. Also, did you find that it really sounds like Bruce Dickinson singing? Yeah, I did. Some of the verses in this? Yeah. I mean, it's like, like it especially the chorus. It doesn't really I think. sound, yeah, and it doesn't necessarily sound very Iron Maiden. No, but it just really sounds like him. Mm. Yeah, when he when he screams at the end, like the atomic punk, like this, it sounds. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's got that Bruce Dickinson yeah. vibe to it. Also, when he's saying like, "I am the ruler of the yeah. nether world." Nether world, exactly. <laughs> nether world is such yeah. an Iron Maiden concept. I don't know why I've sort of highlighted it on this song, but yeah, just hearing the bass underneath the stone. No, but I have as like, well. Full yeah, band. Yeah. It just it just sounds so cool. Maybe he's just doing some great. It's just, just like, it's just uh, I think running bass. Yeah, I think it's just dun, 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 like giving it that. Yeah, you know, and Eddie because there's a bit in the solo of this that I've had to note because I don't understand quite how he does it. It's that sort of thing that Slash does, um, where it's like I think they're what's called pre bends when you start the note bent and bend it down, which is the most boring thing for anyone that doesn't play the guitar. But you know when it goes like down, 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 like like then you know you've already bent it and then you pick it. There's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a bit right in the middle of the solo of this when he goes like, dear, 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 and yeah. I don't know how he's doing it that fast. And I was just like, what? Yeah, it's but underneath cool, it, he's just it? going, ren, den, 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 den. yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then similarly on this, I've just put outro. Yeah. The outro. <laughs> it's like, it's got, um, outro, it's yeah. really syncopated. You, there's like, a, I've written the same thing. And you can hear him clicking his sticks because they weren't, because they were doing it live. So like between the, between the notes, he goes like click click. Then it's just the yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just really taking that motorbike home. <laughs> okay, uh, feel your love tonight is yeah. a, another very sort of bluesy rock and roll song, isn't it? Yeah. Every time I see the name, I think I'm going to be listening to the Lion King song. Can you feel? <laughs> yes, and I hate that song. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I fucking hate that song. And I'm like, no. Oh. And then this starts, and I'm like, oh wait, yeah, here we go. 
Um, are so, you uh, are you not an Elton John fan? No, I have no problem with Elton John, and I love the rest of the Lion King soundtrack. I just hate that no. that specific song. I do not like it at all. Fair enough. It's a bit schmaltzy, isn't it? Especially yeah. that, like the montage that. That's it. it I, well. That's it. It's like, yeah. it's just them two, like two lions like, staring at each other, like singing, staring at each other, and just like nuzzling. Yeah. Each other. Like, oh, God, stop <laughs> it. Go back to that one about Simba being the king or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that one's a tune. That is a great song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the backing vocals again in this oh. when uh, when they're going begging you, baby. Yeah, that bit. It's just like, oh my god, that's so good. It's it so is. cool. Like it, as you say, it's like it is really poppy. Mm. But um, yeah, it's great. It's just like a like your sixties Motowny pop. You know what I mean? Like a little. You yeah. Do, you want like three sort of people in the background, like you know, dancing and yeah, doing it's like, like the Ronettes or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and instead, you've got Eddie Van Halen and Michael Anthony, and it's like, how are they still doing this? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. I think this is probably this and On Fire are probably the ones that feel closer to that sort of hair metal mm-hmm. glam rock world for me. Yeah. Because they're a bit more. I, I guess the lyrics in this one are a bit sort of macho and a bit leery and yeah. a bit sexist and stuff. So it feels a little bit more towards that side of things yeah. rather than what we've got with the rest of the album. But I mean, it's still a cool song. And, and I think they do some amazing arrangements and things that those bands don't do. Like the ending with the vocal harmonies, it almost sounds like the Beach Boys on this. Yeah, I, I've written the Eagles. This There's a lot of this yeah, song Eagles, and this yeah. album. That's that. Do you know Joe Walsh who plays with the Eagles? I don't know if you'd know. You yep. know, like Rocky Mountain Way and Life's Been Good, that yep. sort of. A lot of it's his guitar sounds, the down, dun, dun, mm-hmm. that stuff. Sounds really like Joe Walsh. And I yeah. love it. I love it so much. Cool. And you're right about the arrangements. I love that, like, the first chorus is kind of normal. And then the second two, the second and third choruses, like, right before them, the bass does this, like, really, little, little, like, really high thing. Yeah. And then it just goes down yeah. to, like, hi hats and bass drum. And they go, da, da, da. I can't wait to do it. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. that's weird. You had a full chorus a minute ago and now you've like lost yeah. it. And that's the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, that's such a cool arrangement idea to like get yeah. rid of the music. It's, it's almost like they're anticipating extending the song on a live show. Yes. And like after the chorus, it's just like they do like a really extended, yeah. just get the crowd version of it clapping where just along. The, exactly, exactly. It's yeah. just the clapping moment. Yeah. yeah. But they're actually just doing it on the record. Yeah. On their debut record. <laughs> like... Yes. You know? It's great foresight. It is. Little Dreamer. How yeah. do you feel about this song? I mean, I like this song. This might be my least favourite song, maybe. Okay. But I'm not not in a way that I don't like it. It's just, you know, but cool. like, it's, it's still great. So that, I mean, says something yeah. about the album that it might be my least favourite, but it's still great. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the one that I wanted to bring back. Uh, Paul McCartney? Bass and Paul McCartney, because I feel like the intro to this really... It doesn't really sound like it, but it really reminds me of Come Together by the Beatles. Yeah. Like, um, that starts with like, doom, doom, doodly, doom, yeah. that bit. And there's just like a bit in this where he just goes, and it's just like yeah. the bass. <laughs> there's just like something about it. Yeah. Yeah. That just really reminds me of that. And then it's just got that sort of slower edge to it. And it sounds quite sort of dark and sad compared to the rest of the album. Yeah, it does. Um, and then it's, yeah, it's got those backing vocals again sort of sounding like Motown uh-huh. like the the ooze yeah, in the yeah, chorus the and like the different ways he says Little Dreamer I, I think it's great like the different melodies of that yeah. throughout the song it's great it is really interesting the solo in this is really interesting as well there's some weird mm. sort of note choices and things in the middle of it um, yeah. yeah I read that he improvised quite a bunch of the solos on this record and I feel like you can hear they've got that really live 
Yeah. You know, like yeah. kind of feel like he'd do it different every time and they just sort of captured one take at it. Definitely. Um, yeah. He sort of takes a bit of a backseat in this song, though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. I, that's like the verses are, are mostly just him going yeah. at the end of each line. Yeah. I like this. One of the things that we talked about on Tremonti, that idea that like every song has a guitar solo and doesn't need it. And I feel like the the brilliant thing about Eddie is that he's Eddie Van Halen, but he knows... he. I don't think he overplays, considering what he's playing... At no yeah. point does it sound like he's overplaying. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Which is mad. Yeah, he never feels like he's actually doing it to show off. No, not at all. He just It feels like it's its working for the song, which yeah. is pretty impressive. It is, because like, what I said earlier, the thing like every every song, like he'll just like throw in a little fill. But it's not like it's not like for anyone other than himself, really. You know what I mean? It's not like mm, they double yeah. and triple it, and it comes like David Lee Roth stops, and he's like, little, little, little. it's just like David Roth no. will be singing, and underneath he'll sort of go, la, da, da, da. and it's like, yeah. and it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, and it's not yeah. made a thing, but it works, and he's ah, oh, he's so tasteful. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. How'd you do that? Okay, now for the other cover on the yeah. album. This was originally by John Brim. Oh, I'd never heard a, of until... Uh, until no, blues guitarist from Chicago. Yeah. And he wrote this song in 1953 and then released it in 1969. Christ, why did he wait 16 Which, years? I don't know why. No. Maybe it was a, a sore point to talk about ice cream men in yeah. 1953. Maybe there was some kind of milk drought or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> I do. I've heard, I've heard of the milk drought of 53. <laughs> this is quite fun i mean it's just I, it's yeah. literally just 12 bar blues yeah isn't it? it is 12 bar blues but like it's great as well so i was like oh who's playing the acoustic and then i saw in the same interview i mentioned earlier the 78 one they ask him like mm. do you play any acoustic guitar and eddie's like i've never played an acoustic guitar in my life <laughs> like what and i was like what and so i and apparently it's david lee roth playing the acoustic guitar on this and i was like oh yeah. that makes sense because like he's never played one. or like he's, he, he said he's never them. owned one he says i really haven't i write all my songs on the electric guitar is what he said fair enough i know exactly um but, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, oh, that's not Eddie playing. Because then obviously halfway through the song, it fucking comes yeah, in. That is Eddie playing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I was like, oh, there's Eddie. So <laughs> something's gone wrong. It sort of becomes a Chuck Berry song at that Yeah, point, it really it? did. Well, yeah. But again, the solo in this song is... It's amazing what he's doing. Yeah. Because he's doing loads of stuff that works for the genre of the song. Yes. But then infusing loads of eddie yes into it yeah of stuff that just wouldn't have existed no. in that sort of song no. so like he's doing those like milner, 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 yeah but then just adding loads of tapping and yeah. tremolos onto that yeah i think it starts with him yeah. like doing what sounds like tremolo picking like pull-offs like like some really weird yeah. and then yeah and then a quick bluesy lick and then just like it's like whoa yeah i mean it's just amazing it really really is and then final song final on fire. song the riff in this feels like one of the other riffs on the album like yeah. it feels like it's almost exactly the same i can't even remember which one it is but it almost feels i mean this song sort of lyrically wise like it sort of sounds quite basic and more immature and stuff it's almost like this was maybe one of their earliest songs yeah. that they've written and then they took that idea of the riff and then evolved it into one of the something other songs else, or something. Yeah. And then kept this one anyway. Uh, but then kept them both. Mm. But the, I mean, the, the fact that it's just about talking about them, just like, turn on the radio, yeah. we're, we're on the radio. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's not 
amazing stuff. It, it's probably the only one for me that properly feels like an album track. I, th- I think maybe this more than Little Dreamer. I think I'm probably wrong to go back on what I said a minute ago. I think you're probably right that maybe I'd forgotten I, uh, about On Fire. But yeah, you, you can you can have your own opinions, Kyle. No, oh, you're right though. Like I think I think well certainly between the two, I would rather listen to Little Dreamer. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it does make sense that On Fire is probably the weakest track for me on the album. But again, not again, yeah. not something that I would ever be like, turn that shit off. But <laughs> just uh, you know, just not as good as the ten that have come before it. And that said, it's got some like really sort of metal sounding palm muted riffs in it. Yeah, and the solo is like all like like the triplet, like it's such a metal solo. And then it's got a huge fade out for the ending of the album. It does, yeah. Bit strange, but yeah, it uh, is a strange way to end this album, certainly, especially when it's been so live feeling up to now with lots of big pub ends and lots of like, you know, sudden yeah. stop, like big chords and stuff. And then they just fade out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, how are you going to do that live? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just going to like keep singing as they back away from the yeah, microphones. Yeah. The guy at the desk just fades them out and like, and they yeah. just stood there pretending. The lights go down. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. So that is Van Halen by Van Halen. It is. Oh. We've both listened to our first full Van Halen album, Woo! having listened to various amounts of them before. Yeah. How do you find it? Is it going on your Hall of Fame? It is, Richard. The spell is broken. Yes. We yes. finally found an album that's going on my Hall of Fame. This album is fucking brilliant. I have had an absolutely great week listening to this. Yeah. I've always known how good Eddie is. Uh, just, again, like you can't help it. If you, if you are interested in rock guitar and you start playing... You'd like, you know, mm-hmm. you know about him and you hear about him. But to actually sit down and listen to the first album he ever wrote at the age of 23 yeah. and like get to focus entirely on what he was doing and what he does as a songwriter yeah. as well as a guitarist. The fact that it's that got that Kurt Cobain kind of thing where he can take that and marry it in these three minute pop songs and yeah. they're so listenable and so catchy and so, you know, 60s yeah. and swingy. And so you get to have both of these joyous, it's not like a great guitar player, but shit songs. It's like yeah. a master at work in both departments. Oh, yeah. like you can't, you can't beat it. I'm so happy to have listened to this album this week. It is going in my Hall of Fame. Great. What about you? Good. Yeah, of course it's going in my Hall yeah. of Fame. It's got that, as you say, it's got that sort of legacy side to it of just like, it's Van Halen's debut. It's the first time the world has heard Eddie Van Halen yeah. like, and he's doing, you know, you can't not have eruption on your yeah. Hall of Fame. What are you doing? I know. Um, but aside from that, yeah, it's just so much fun to listen yes. to this album. And like, there's a lot of music that's fun to listen to that might not be perfect or it might not be brilliant. But just everything on this album is just working and it's firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And it's just really good and really well put together maybe apart from the overdubbing yeah <laughs> like it's just generally like everything just works so well together yeah well what are your three picks considering you knew eight of them already <laughs> yeah um well that's actually an interesting thing because i could easily have just picked like three before listening to the album yeah and i was like no i need to give the new ones a chance <laughs> and it's been really tough but um obviously i'm going to go for eruption yes <laughs> because it's very good guitar solo. <laughs> what? Um, I'm going to go with Ain't Talking About Love yeah. because it's got that sort of place for me being the first Van Halen song I'd ever heard. Yeah. But I just think it's it's just, it, even now when it comes on, it's just, I just love that song so much. It's got it's a great riff. It's sort of got this dark sound and he's doing some great stuff on guitar and David sounds great. And then I'm going to maybe surprise you. Dun. And I'm going to pick Little Dreamer as my third one. Wow, okay. Because I think it's such a variation from those other sounds. 
and we didn't actually talk about it when we talked about the song but I think it's just an absolute opposite of David Lee Roth like it's such a restrained vocal performance from him and it's not like you know you sort of get this far into the album you think okay this is just like this sort of bombastic sex crazed front man (laughs) in leather pants and it's just like but then you hear this song you're like oh he's he's got some really interesting things in his arsenal and I just yeah I love some of the arrangements in that song Mm -hmm. so went with Little Dreamer Ain't Talking About Love Eruption three strong choices thank you how about you what did you go for I've also gone for Eruption because how could you not good lad yes <laughs> uh, I have gone for I'm the one because it's my favourite song on the album I think it's an absolute cool. masterclass in all uh, counts and then I had a yep. real trouble picking my last one like like yeah. uh, you know there's 11 songs on this al- on this album and it's like impossible to pick but I think I'm going to go mm. for um, Feel Your Love Tonight I think is the one I it's just got that really cool. poppy chorus it's got the zero chance thing uh, it's not yep. got the necessarily like a guitar solo but that's great because it gives you yep. the other side of Eddie um, yeah, but exactly. it, it was between that and Atomic Punk and Ice Cream Man, but I could happily have picked almost uh, everything. Oh, else. Ice Cream Man, interesting. I just love okay. the guitar solo in it. I, like, genuinely, yeah. the guitar yeah, solo yeah, is so true. great that I can't get over it. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately, that means only Eruption is going in the playlist, but also this might be the week when I break them all and genuinely put all the songs we've picked in because they're all really <laughs> short and they're all really fucking great. So just put the whole album on. <laughs> It seems a shame to only put Eruption in when this album is full it of does. bangers. It seems a shame to have less than two minutes of Van Halen to yes, have a Yes, even if it, it is that two minutes. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, talking of seeing what happens, should we find out what we're going to do next week? Yeah, we should. Spreadsheet, spreadsheet, spreadsheet. Woo! I've got the numbers, numbers, numbers. <laughs> okay, it's coming up as 107, oh, Kyle. Oh, God, always above 80. Uh, okay, so we are listening to Sempiternal by Bring Me the Horizon. That's quite a change from this yeah. week. <laughs> yes. Um, have you listened to any Bring Me the Horizon before? I know nothing of Bring Me the Horizon. I know that in my head they sound like architects, maybe, but without as good a vocalist as Sam. But am I wrong? Am I right? We'll find out. <laughs> oh, dun, dun, dun. Wait, you know Bring I'm Me I'm not going to tell you now. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, by the way, what was the thing you were going to tell me during the show? Oh, of course. Yeah, it wasn't anything important. I was just going to say that in episode two, speaking of architects, we yeah. my thesis came out about brothers in bands, guitarists and drummers. Yes. And I can't remember if the time of you course. mentioned the Van Halen brothers, but this has cemented my theory because yeah. here's another band where the of guitarist course. and the drummer are brothers and they fucking... I don't think I did mention them because I always used to forget whether his brother was the drummer or the bassist. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, I just wanted oh, to say yeah. that another another combo that's just working on all cylinders. That's amazing. Yeah. That's definitely a thing, isn't it? It must be a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Where can people find us, Rich? Uh, people can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Chew the Metal. And you can email us at ChewTheMetal at gmail.com. And you can find us on all podcast platforms, I believe. Uh, if you want to do us a favour and go on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes and leave us a nice five-star review and rating. Uh, those are things you can only really do on there. Um, so that would really help us out on that side of things. Yes. But otherwise, follow us on social and get in touch with us to start a conversation and let's keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's been Van Halen by Van Ooh. Halen. And coming up, we've got Sempaternal by Bring Me The Horizon, which I'm excited to go back to. I haven't listened to that album in a long time. Christ. Um, we'll see. And we will see you next week for that. Yeah. Bye.
this is just another one of those things where for me and you where we just like to talk about our own episodes yeah that can just well, haven't we done so many things <laughs> we're so great that nickelback covering metallica came up I'm yeah like, oh interesting i was just like oh this is really good i know i know it's such a shame isn't it that they're shit now yeah <laughs> anyway should we do an episode we should probably do an episode yeah